0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Tessa Van Wade Show. We are back, whether you want us to be or not.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are.
0: Yes, we are.
1: A little bit, uh, a little bit earlier today. I think this might be good because
0: I want to go to a Pilates class, and so we had to figure out whether we could actually do this podcast before I go to the Pilates class, and I think it might set it up for really nicely for the rest of the weeks.
1: Um. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to do this at this time every week. Oh, because I'm usually same. just getting home from work.
0: Oh, that's true. Man. So Man, I started I
1: started work today at 5 a.m. So I got out two hours early.
0: Yeah. Well, you did a great job.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh, according to what I told you. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: You did good. You got up. No, you got up early. That was like four o'clock a.m. When the alarm clock uh, went I off. I got
1: up at four. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, uh, the stars are really, really <laughs> bright at 4 a.m. Really. Like, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. The stars are really bright, and it's really obnoxiously early.
1: And it's really quiet.
0: I used to train people at 5 o'clock a.m. I used to have um, classes at 5 or 5.30. And I could you not, like, that was the worst time of my existence.
1: Yeah, I couldn't do this every day. Well, I, like, it, it, here's, here's what we talked about today. The crew, because we the reason we were there early is because we had this big concrete pour. So we had to get an early start. And uh the problem with going to work early, and I don't know if this happens to everybody, but you're already having to get up early. Yeah. So you kind of have to go to bed early. So it kind of robs you of your evening the yeah. night before. Um, and then for me, I don't sleep well mm-hmm. because I know I have to get up early. I know it's gonna be a weird morning. So somewhere in my brain, it's like I just, I woke up like all night last night. So. I think
0: it's funny that you say for me when you literally watched me do that for years. So, you know, that I think that's well, everybody. I'm
1: just, I'm doing my best not to generalize. Yeah. Because I have a tendency to generalize a lot. So yeah, I'm just, I always want to clarify for me, <laughs> this is how it works. And oh, if there's other it. people that can relate, awesome. Yeah. yeah. then I'm not alone. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: Well were was everybody like raring to go? Because that was the um, hardest thing for me is I would walk I would walk in. I needed to have a class at five thirty. I'm not feeling super awake yet. Everybody comes sauntering in like they're zombies. And then I'm supposed to somehow get them to work out at that time.
1: No, I, I feel like in my field, um we're always miserable when we show up. <laughs> So whether it's at five or seven, well, we're all groaning. Are you ever about happy to
0: go in and work out?
1: Oh, absolutely not.
0: So I think it might be a lot. No, of that's fields.
1: worse. That would be worse. <laughs> like knowing that you're going to go and work in the sun and beat yourself up all day can be a miserable thing. Oh, see, I think that's you know, worse. You're just going to show up. We show up at work and we're like, okay, this is going to suck. Yeah. But we're going to do it, and we're going to have fun doing it together. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. But going in early in the morning to work out and pay somebody to torture you is worse.
0: <laughs> well, it's only an hour, though. You have to work all day the Yeah, but then you have the to sun. go to work after that. That's true.
1: Yeah. So, well, in know. fact,
0: that's why we were getting up at 5.30 a.m. to work out, because... You they all had to go to work,
1: yeah, now what's weird is I get up at five every morning, yeah, this morning I got up at four okay. The difference is I had to be at work at five, right so normally I get up at five and I have to be at work at seven, so I have a little bit of time to fiddle totally. fart around the house
0: fiddle fart
1: yeah, that's my favorite word <laughs> uh it's you know, I get to like drink a couple cups of coffee, yeah, uh talk to you, eat some breakfast, uh this morning it was like get up and go, yeah, you know, and it sucked but yeah. It's you know, it doesn't happen all the time and it's all good. It doesn't happen all the time. And but I actually yeah, feel I
0: feel for you because I'm telling you, it was the worst part of my day yeah, sometimes.
1: But strangely enough, I feel like I have some energy right now. Yeah. Um talk to you me in about will, two hours. I was just gonna say you're gonna <laughs> crash. And I won't. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna crash tonight. But uh yeah, I feel good.
0: It's funny because I saw this TikTok the other day of this guy on an airplane and He, (laughs) he had, he goes, it's a five hour flight. What would you do? And he, he turns the, and there's this God awful noise under, like uh, in the video and he turns the video to next to him. And there's this old elderly gentleman that is like this. And like the snoring is like (laughs) horrid. It's the. (laughs) But
1: that's that's got to be tough um but at least at least nobody's like kicking a seat or anything so i feel like in that situation
0: it was awful ben
1: i i listen i feel like in that situation you can put your headphones on or watch a movie i don't know like you there's a lot of entertainment that you can do i don't know this guy was pretty on your device now in your plane so
0: i'm gonna find it because you this 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 was bad this was, this I'm was bad. I'm not
1: trying to say it's not bad. I'm okay, so
0: I guess the question is, so you're saying that you would just allow it and you would just continue to fly with that next to you? I
1: feel like I would probably do what he did and videotape it <laughs> so that I could post it and share it with my friends. Um, but it's a lot better than if I had like a kid kicking my seat i feel
0: like me. i would accidentally hit him or something like oh i'm so sorry i noticed you were sleeping <laughs> i just needed my bag that's all i just but needed you don't my know bag. that
1: guy could have just evacuated ukraine oh. <laughs> like and this is the first night of sleep he's had in months
0: oh uh, yeah you're right babe i've you never experienced never this this is know. like this is like a switch of like who we are who you are we right know. now you you signed on to play the other part. I yeah. we've t- somehow switched. I'm yeah. like hit him, kick, no, I, kick I, him, I feel wake like him like
1: Part of it too is I feel like because he's elderly, I feel like he's earned <laughs> the right to snore. <laughs> or
0: I think I'm understanding something. Wait a minute.
1: Or are you up for worried my years that of you being <laughs> an old man? Really, like old people have earned it. If this was a guy who was my age, or younger, what would you do? Or some snotty kid, I'd be like, "Hey, man, you're snoring. Shut up." But if it's an old guy, it's like you know, you got to show some respect. It's true.
0: It's I. It is. You're right. You're right. But I don't think you've seen the video yet.
1: Yeah. Could be bad.
0: Like it was really bad. I. It's probably. It was probably one of the loudest snoring I think I've ever experienced, and I've experienced Troy's well, that means, snoring.
1: Yeah. So that means, yeah, my my college roommate had a very <laughs> insane snore.
0: I. Who knows if he still does? But what's but, weird
1: is he didn't snore in college. It was after college he started. Oh snoring. man.
0: We we videotaped. I wonder if we could find that old video. I have right? the video
1: <gasps> for sure.
0: I totally need to, no, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to text him and be like, would you be okay with this thing going up I'll try to dig over. it up and
1: I'll send him a clip of it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like if he was snoring that loud, it wasn't just the guy next to him that was being tortured by it. It was probably the Everybody. entire section.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you know, it's somebody snoring and the guy's questioning it. But you know, a lot of times people don't even question talking to you about your kid can you keep your kid quiet like or whatever? Uh, and think, that's way worse on an airplane. I think more
1: people need to say, can you keep your kid quiet? I think, I think people are way too tolerant of people's children. Really? So our my mother-in-law, Tessa's Tessa. I'm Tessa's surprised mom by this. Was on a flight once where it was a family of four. Uh-huh. And uh, it was like a three-seat yes. section. Yes, yes. So your mom got sat and then these two young kids- were put next to her yeah, and their parents were like, okay, be good. And they go all the way to the back. Yeah. Like that was far enough away. And they were horrible yeah. to her to the point where she actually cried. She cried. And, uh, she told us this whole story and, and the parents never, che- it was a five hour flight yeah, and the parents never checked on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why didn't you immediately call the flight attendant over and say, these are not my children. One of the parents needs to be with them yes, or you need to move my seat.
0: I agree. I, okay. So she ca-
1: was like way too tolerant. That,
0: I agree with that. That was a very weird scenario where literally the parents were like, oh, let's set it up so that we we sit. Even if it was. They were probably back there having
1: dreams. Right. And, even
0: if it was on accident that you had two and you had two. There's yeah. four of you. It's like, okay. You and I it's would obvious. for sure would have been like, okay, what kid are you taking? Exactly. And what kid are you taking? Yeah. Because there's no way, that is my responsibility as the parent to make sure that I, my child is not bothering the person next to you. Now, I'm talking about the ones who have babies and there's n- oh, no, like no, no, no. babies have babies. ear problems as they go up. No, you if know, it's a baby. Yeah
1: leave the mom alone yeah she's having a hard enough day as it is
0: totally but if
1: it's a little turd like <laughs> kid absolutely and it was yeah. it was bad enough it was so bad that your mom had to tell the people around her that these they are didn't not my children yeah these are not was, my grandchildren it was that bad yeah uh no way yeah so um what do you af- after that you know, talking about how horrible humanity is. No. What do you say we talk about what we're going to talk about today? Which is having a servant's think, heart.
0: Actually, I think that it would con- kind of go with it because uh, talking about those parents that like gave, d- decided that they, they would, were, they did not have a servant's heart at that right. point.
1: They did the antithesis of Correct. what we're talking about today.
0: Correct. So today I was having, so today I went out with some of my lady friends. Um, They are my clients. And Wait, one,
1: wait, wait. So these people pay you? Yes. But they're your friends? Absolutely. Are they really your friends?
0: What do you mean? I'm confused. (laughs) Like, do you mean they can't be my friend?
1: Are you really their friend? They pay you. What is that? So would you be their friend if they didn't pay you? (gasps) I'm totally kidding. (laughs) I I know these people. They're awesome people. (laughs) It's just funny. It's funny when you say, These are my friends, but they also pay me. I did not, you
0: literally stumped me to where I was like, I don't don't even get it. I totally get it. But I, like
1: I have lots of friends.
0: They're 100% my friends. I bet
1: Mark Zuckerberg has a lot of friends.
0: So he's a
1: billionaire.
0: (sighs) So the gym that I created (laughs) here in Hawaii, like the thing that I, what's funny is we talked about this because one of my, one of my clients moved to Texas and she like has been unable to find the same thing that we had here. And I'll tell you the reason why. And I'm not patting my back on for uh, for this. I'm actually saying how some of my problems in my early childhood and my early development um, in teenagehood um, led to how I run the gym that I have now. And she, the reason I say this is because she moved to Texas. She couldn't find what we have here. And she found out that I was doing zoom now because now I train people on zoom as well as in because of COVID. Um, and what's funny is I thought at some point that we would literally just get rid of the zoom, but instead people have started to really like it. And so now all of my clients that don't want to come into the gym, they still do zoom. And so I have like five to six people here in the gym for zoom. And then the rest of them, like up to, I can have upwards of 15, like anywhere between six people on, uh, uh, in the entire class and then upwards of 15. But she called me and was like, "I see that you're doing Zoom. Can I jump in?" And she's in Texas. She's in Austin. So she, um, so what is that? A four sometimes a four hour diff- difference, sometimes f- times five.
1: Yeah, I think they're and like so
0: central. so for her, my classes are at like eight thirty a.m., eight o'clock, eight o'clock, seven thirty, seven thirty. That's what it is usually, and so that's here on Hawaii time, and so. She kind of has to do it midday, but she said at lunch today, she was like, I, I tried every gym that I could in Texas, in Austin, and I could not find what, what we have here. And she says, we have, and that's how I want it. Because what has happened is this group of women and men have become, they've gotten to know each other so well that they are friends and they keep each other accountable to come in they have fun when they come in they love each other there's not one person that is an odd man out there's not one person and that that like is a you know a bad thing for the the group they're all amazing and they all love each other and um uh and are you on your phone uh, what Listen, we're doing a freaking podcast. Sorry. The only time I was ever on my phone was in when I was looking up something for the podcast. You are literally answering uh, a te- you're, you're text. You're telling just a story, now. so I'm just, you know, <gasps> just
1: giving you your. Te- oh my
0: God, Ben. What? The-
1: I didn't answer a text. I got a work text.
0: Ah. But anyway, so she has been doing this class, and the reason why she can't find it is because I have this set up so that we have small studios and. I don't want it any bigger. Like I have four different spaces. They're all small. They're all, it keeps it intimate. It keeps it to where people are gathered, but it's not too many. My eyes can be on all of them. But not only that, I was the person who couldn't stand going to the gym because I was terrified at the gym as the heavy girl in high school. So that's what kind of made it happen. And so they are my friends. We have created a whole family, like, group knit, like, family, what am I thinking?
1: I knit? Know.
0: What's the knit for?
1: Close knit group. Close
0: knit group. Thank you. And so we've created that, and so that's amazing. But anyway, so we were going to lunch. Look at what you ha- made happen. We literally did this whole, like... <laughs> mm,
1: you didn't have to tell a five-minute story about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being mean again, aren't I? I forgot. I'm not. Supposed you to be mean. literally
0: have like challenged me on everything I'm saying so for the last ten minutes. So tell me what you guys
1: did today at lunch.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm sweating like I'm sweating because I'm saying things wrong. Okay, so I'm not really sweating.
1: I know. Okay, you lied. <laughs>
0: I did. Okay, put on your nice pants.
1: I'm not wearing any <laughs> pants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. So anyway, I am wearing
1: pants, by the way, just,
0: it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. I don't mind you not wearing pants anyway. So we're moving on. So we have lunch today. And what we started talking about was, um, basically we actually started talking about like service and what, and my client who moved to Texas, she had a bad experience, uh, twice, um, going to dinner, Um, here, but she said, you know, we've all had it in other places as well. And, um, she had bad experience in the sense that like so bad, she goes to one of the restaurants. I will not say which one she goes to one of the restaurants and nobody, nobody does anything. They have like, nobody even comes to their table. They have to do that little QR code.
1: For the menu. For the menu. That's kind of standard now.
0: <clears throat> which is fine. But usually you have somebody come to your table and say, usually hey, what's up? will
1: come and check in and be like, hey, have you guys found the menu online? Yeah.
0: Do you want to use a QR code? Do you want to use a regular yeah. menu? You know, that kind of thing. So she had nobody come to the table. Nobody was helping them. They go through the whole thing. All she had was somebody delivered the food. They didn't even have water when they got their food. And so she looks at the person who delivers the food and she says, hey... Um, can we get some drinks? Can we get water? And the person goes, oh, there's a pitcher over there with some cups.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Was this like, do they have like a time at the restaurant where it's like, kind of like a serve yourself type time? Where no, like-
0: because when you get the bill, it's asking, it, you get a very large, she got a very large bill. She was paying I, for everybody. Hold on. She got a very large bill. And at the end of the bill, it says for tipping yeah. 15, 18, yeah, but 20, and 22. There's always a tip. No, sorry. It's no longer 15 anymore. It's 18, 20, 22, and
1: 25%. I've seen 30.
0: Holy
1: Which Christ. is crazy. So this specific restaurant, I just remembered this. Do you know what time of day she went? Was I don't it for know, breakfast? Ben.
0: I have no idea.
1: Because I know this restaurant specifically, their breakfast... Is different than their lunch and dinner okay their breakfast is more like a you order up front okay. or you order off the menu and it's more like a self-serve type okay. thing i'm not justifying well then guess
0: what we have nothing to talk about today
1: <laughs> no <laughs> i just no <laughs> sure we do because it's weird it, it's weird that at a restaurant who's asking for you know at, at a sit-down restaurant yeah that I mean, it's pretty standard. People bring you water, yeah. right? Unless well, you're exp- like, what I'm saying is they should explain it up front. Like, hey, correct. just so you know, for breakfast. They saw nobody. Um, This is how it works. Yeah. You know, if you've been here for lunch or dinner, it's totally different. Right.
0: So we, we you know, so whatever. That was just one story. and yeah. we. I would and- give them
1: a 0% tip. <laughs>
0: right. Well, that was the thing. And I'm a good tipper. You're getting this thing back but and you're like, your literally nobody, nobody waited on me. Yeah. So well, who what, am I giving tip? the tip to? Yeah. And so you're a little bit like, uh, you know, and I used to be a waitress. So don't get me wrong. Like I was a waitress for, I don't know, four years or something like that in Pasadena, California. And I loved it. And I loved who I worked with and I loved the experience. I think everybody needs to be a waiter or a waitress. At, uh, it, do, do they even separate I that was,
1: out? I was never a, a server.
0: I know. I feel like should I everybody be should server? be a server at should some I, point. Should I be a server? Like God, can... you would be so bad.
1: I would be terrible. You
0: would be terrible. I ask you I for th- something no, from the store and like I tell you 14 times I and think, then text you on no, the no, way no. to the store and you don't get it.
1: But I'm not getting paid for that. I think I would be, <laughs> well, I think you I would, are. I think I would be seen as he's pretty good, but I would want to die the whole time. <laughs> like I would be so stressed.
0: I think you would forget the butter over and over and over again. I don't know. I think you'd forget the butter and the salt and I things like we'll that. I guess we'll never
1: know because I'm never going <laughs> to no, be a server. No, you're never going
0: to be a server. But I do think if anybody can 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 is starting out their life, I do believe that serving is a very good experience in the sense that it it, it there is no other job like it that teaches you how to multitask
1: and deal with difficult people.
0: Dealing with difficult people. Well, that's all within multitasking. That's
1: like a. a you know, people's meals are definitely where they're entitled.
0: Yeah. And remember at the same time that I was, I was working as a waitress uh, um, at this restaurant. I was also working in a bank Yeah. and money and food are like where people go crazy. Right. It's where people like really struggle um, to keep their cool. So, all this to say, we had this conversation. It led
1: into you actually before you move on. Okay, um, I would like to touch on something about the tip thing. <laughs> okay, because yes. I feel like ever since the restaurants and just businesses in general moved to the like the screen that you like, yes. swipe or put your card on, yep, um, it like automatically asks for a tip. Yeah. So the other day. I'm just I think I was at like the mechanic or not a mechanic cuz you can tip your mechanic. Yeah. Um I was at a place where you don't typically tip. I know. And I'm like I'm paying for a service. It's a specific amount. Yes. And they're like okay, your total is going to be 17.42 or whatever. Yeah. And they turn the thing around and it's like tip amount. I'm Like why am I tipping you? Yep. And, um
0: and, I think that's the I think that's the computer they use because I'll tell you this. I feel like um, hairdressers do the same thing,
1: but hairdressers is another industry where you tip is
0: personal training.
1: It can be, you have, you have clients that tip you kind of, no. you, you, I have
0: no, I do not have any clients that tip me.
1: I think that I feel like hairdressers, I've had it in the tattoo past. artists usually get a tip. I don't know why. I, I mean, it feels like
0: it doesn't bother me that should, they don't. I mean, you it, just pay, pay my fee and it feels and like all the fee stuff.
1: should have the tip built into it. Right, right, exactly. Like the reason you tip a server is because they make like $3 an hour. Correct. And the tip is what they're making. Um, but anyway, it's it's just annoying to me because it's like, don't put me in a situation where I feel like if I don't tip you, I'm a jerk.
0: Did you already, did we already talk about the Italy uh, of, we did. Uh, we, did? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Where so, we were
1: like way tipping, like <laughs> yeah, Americans do, and they don't. And they, they love us.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they're like, come to my table. Yeah. I mean, they probably you know. get
1: that from Americans all the time. Oh, totally. Uh, but you and I are very good tippers. So
0: what are you saying?
1: Oh, I was just complaining
0: about tipping.
1: Oh, I'm. I'm just saying that there's there's this new trend. Yeah. Where like you have to tip everybody. Yeah. And I I don't know. I'm gonna have to get into the mindset of being like zero.
0: Well, the question is, what are we paying for? what, what is? Why are our prices so high so for like, like the mechanic per se, right? Like why, are, why is our price so high and we're already paying for um, labor and parts?
1: Right. So, so what's, the what's
0: the tip? Is the tip for labor or is the tip on top of that? Like the la- what is the that? The tip
1: is like, hey, we did a good job. Give us more money.
0: Yeah. But
1: you should do a good job.
0: Yeah. That's your job. Okay. okay. So that leads us into what we were talking about today. We started talking about all of this and we started talking about, you know, tipping it, you know, waiters and all that. And some people really, you know, they go above and beyond and really get there. I started talking about you and I started saying, well, you know, I go, and this was a little bit later actually, but it led us back into the service part of things. And I started, you know, a a couple of the ladies that I went to lunch with have lost their husbands. One of them lost their husband about six years ago. Um, uh, The other uh, lost her husband just a few months ago. And so we had a very like close conversation about that. And I, you know, I, I was saying that like it would you know you have a servant's heart. I do? Yes. yes. I was saying that you have a servant's heart that you you are you, that is that is how you lead, that is how you are um uh, on a job or with people. Um oh, because I was saying to one of these ladies I was saying like, you know, Ben, um you know, we lived by Shirley for a while, and Shirley was somebody that I worked with and way back before guess we had kids. By
1: her name, yeah, she's very old. <laughs> she
0: was 77 at the time, I think. And which is we, funny
1: because now that doesn't seem very old to me.
0: I know. But well, she but she had that very really little tiny voice.
1: Yeah, she had that and little, she, like, oh, she was old so cute. And voice. then she
0: had the little two poodles that were just the yappiest things in the world. And
1: talk about like. You know how I feel about people. I know. He hates people. And I pretended like I love those things.
0: (laughs) I know. And I told them that, and what I was telling them was I was saying to one of the ladies, I was saying, you know, if you ever need anything to be done, you can always call Ben and like, he's got a servant's heart. That's where we led into. So I was like, he's got a servant's heart. He would love to do things for you and all of that. Anyway. She, we, I started explaining the whole thing with Shirley. I was like, I go, this lady fell in love with Ben. She stocked her. Her, I was gonna say, she also fed me full of Mountain Dew. This
1: was way back in the day. Way back, I think when, I was. We were like twenty. I don't think you
0: even. You haven't touched soda in how long?
1: Years, but we were we were newlyweds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so you he, for Mountain Dew, you would go over and change her She also
1: had like Rice Krispie treats. Totally. All kinds of good <laughs> the stuff. The packaged ones. <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> she you would you would do her light bulbs, you would do all sorts of stuff. Anyway, so we got into that whole conversation and I was saying, you know, there's and what's weird is that I feel like in a way, and they always tell you that you do this, I married my dad.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very similar You're to You're very
0: dad. similar because my dad's my dad's opinion of work was that you also are a servant's heart well, he was in also, your work.
1: He was also a blue collar guy.
0: He was blue collar. He put in pumps and irrigation wells and domestic wells. He owned his own business because my grandfather started it. And then my, my dad took it over when my grandfather passed. And, you know, he was just a gentle, quiet spirit that was all about servants, uh, having a servant heart, even when, whether you're getting paid for it or not, so in work, where you're getting paid, or not in work, where you're not getting paid, you have a servant's heart. Um, one time my brother was out working with him and, and they were putting a pump in an irrigation well and the, the, the older woman came out and was like, um, can I get you some tea? Can I get you water? Whatever. And my dad was like, no worries. We're going to get, the no, you don't have to get me anything. We're, we're almost done. And as she was leaving, my brother knew that she hadn't, um she hadn't paid for the last like 3 um times or something like that. Like she hadn't paid for a long time and she was way in over her head like with with all of that. And my brother knew that and he said, "Hey, dad, why why do we why are we doing this? Like why are we doing this for somebody who can't pay us? Like that's it, to me it seems like bad business, you know, kind of thing." And my dad looked at him and he goes, "Look, and, you know, my dad was old school, very conservative um, and all that. And he was like, look, it's our t- it's our job to take care of the widows. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> my brothers and I really, I think, took that to heart. And then I ended up marrying somebody like that. And so what's funny is we had this conversation, and this is what I was telling you. We got into this conversation about it feels a little bit like we have lost that in our society that we do things as a job because it's the job for now. Like let's say me being a waiter or whatever now, like if I go into being a waiter and I am literally just doing it to get paid. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of really bad days, right? If I'm just being a trainer to get paid, then it's going to be a lot of really bad days. But the truth of the matter is, is, I somehow have to change my mindset that whatever I'm in right now, the thing that's going to fulfill my soul, the thing that's going to help me feel better about life um, is whether I'm looking at it as though I am a servant to what is next and I'm a servant for this person um, and to this person. And we're not talking about getting mistreated. Right. We're talking about just going into every aspect of your life going, okay, this may not even be what I want to be doing, but I also recognize that in order to make my soul happier, I need to change the idea, and you really do need to change, I need to change the idea that I'm doing this for myself or am I Am I here to help other people as well? I think you know?
1: that, um, like you said, Um, It may not be what I'm, what I want to do. But the thing for me that I try to remind myself is you need to do good at what you're doing, regardless of whether it's what you want to do or not. Yeah. Because doing, you should always do good at what you're doing because you're doing it. Yeah. You have no control. The fact that you're doing it, like let's say you're in a job that you don't like, well, you should strive to move towards something else maybe, but while you're there, you should do your best. Yeah, while you're doing what you have ma- to that do. That will bring you satisfaction. It will be bring you a sense of accomplishment, and it might get you to the goal that you're looking towards.
0: So it's interesting because you're talking more about the ethics of work well, for me, versus servanthood, for right? Me, no, because for Or are me, you saying they should be one and the same?
1: For me... The re, I, th- I think if I go down to the core of why I do what I do, yeah. like when I help people, it's because I like the feeling of being useful. Yeah. Like being useless is the worst feeling to me. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't. <clears throat> totally. Be sitting somewhere while other people are doing something. Mm-hmm. Like I have to work with them. Like how many times have we hired guys and I end up working with them? Yeah. Which probably annoys them. You know, they're like this guy, Yeah. you know, Um, but I I just, I can't stand feeling useless. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess I do get something out of it because I have this urge to feel useful. If I see somebody who needs something and I know how to do it, then I'm going to do it for them. Right. Um,
0: Well, and by the way, I, I'm speaking for myself because this is actually, I feel like I have at times over the last you know over my lifetime, including just recently i when I get into a mindset of um like I'm not getting what I want i i I you know I am not happy at what I'm doing I am you know a lot of times it's because of my mindset that it's all about me, and so I'm saying like. I have recognized that in me hundred percent that like, if I feel really jaded by something, a lot of times it's because of my mindset on it. And it's a lot of times it's because I haven't gotten what I need or what I want. And we're ta- not talking about self-care. That's a completely different thing that you, we 100% need and we need to get better at and we need to rest and we need to do all of these kind of things. That is a completely different thing. We're talking about just a mindset of the difference between, okay, this is the job I'm in today. This is what I've got to do today. What, like how much integrity do I put into this, even though it's not a job that I don't want? Or it's not a job that I want. You know what I mean?
1: Well, then, if you're not going to do a good job, then just leave.
0: Yeah, but people need money. That's what I'm saying. Is people need money? Yeah, but they, if you're they, if you're
1: not going to do a good job, you're probably going to get fired at some point.
0: No, not right now. A lot of there's there's too short yeah. of workers. Well, and in, blah, blah, blah. in
1: my industry, yeah. If you don't do a good job, you, you get, get fired. fired. I get or it. you get like everything taken away from you, or
0: you just don't get clients.
1: Yeah, or you just don't get work. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, I, I just feel like if you can't find happiness in what you're doing, no matter what it is at any given point, then you're not going to be happy. I know that sounds redundant.
0: Well, it is. But, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. But,
1: okay, so sometimes I can't stand my job. Mm-hmm. But ultimately what it does is it gives me a sense of accomplishment. Um. And, and I try to remind myself that if I have a positive attitude, then I'll have a much better time. Yeah. So I, I actually try to remind myself, especially on like Monday morning. I actually have gotten in the habit of going into work and being like, it's Monday. Yeah. Like being excited. It's yeah. fake. We do that too. Know? It's yeah. fake. But I try to come across as being excited that I'm at work. It's like, a, it's like I'm tricking myself. Yeah, you know. And yeah, because you
0: and I both don't want to be
1: going to work on a Monday no. morning. But you know what? We I sit also, on Sunday
0: nights going. It's but I also Sunday night again don't
1: want to sit around the house because there have been times where I take time off and I'm like I'm really bored. <laughs> I should have just gone to work.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know. Well, I you know <clears throat> the reason we got into that conversation is is. Really, let's get, you know, I think that, I think what, what a couple of my ladies were saying is that used to, and maybe I, you know, I get it. We, we don't want to get in trouble for like saying a grandiose, you know, whatever, but I'm tired of being It's fearful. hard to get in
1: trouble when there's zero it's okay. people watching. I'm t-
0: I'm trying you know, I don't wanna get in trouble, you know, but at the same time I'm kinda tired of being afraid of that. The fact is is that we all need to go into things with more of a servant's heart and we need to recognize when like, you know, uh I I woke up this morning and and yesterday morning actually, and I had been like just having thought, you know, just kind of struggling with, you know, a couple of different things in my life. And, you know, why is this happening? What is happening? I hit it once. I'm not going to hit it again. So why is this happening? All of that. And so I realized I had that thought this morning that I need to change my focus and recognize that no matter where I'm at, whether I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be or it's way, way ahead in the future, that or it's never going to happen, what I truly want or I truly desire, it doesn't matter. I need to have hope for the future, but I need to recognize that whatever I go into today, I if I can change my mindset on it, then I can get... I can get in a better place for what I'm doing, and it, I it just you know the we there's a couple of TikTok um, <clears throat> things that I follow, and then there on Instagram there's the Good News movement, mm-hmm. and you see all the time that there are people out there that their whole thing that they want to do is they go out and like there's a there's some people on TikTok that they go out and like. People will give money to them when they do lives and stuff like that, or they will just give money to them on, from their bio. And it's, to, it's because they know that they're going to go give it to someone else. And a lot of times they'll go give it to the homeless or they'll give it to, you know, the, somebody that needs it. You know, there is, I do recognize that there is a sense of, of giving, in like in in certain places i just think that it, i just think that we've lost that ability to recognize that in jobs that we don't necessarily want to be doing we still have to do the best for what we can do
1: i think uh you know i'm kind of old fashioned in a sense that you should just work hard yeah uh i find that when I do good for others, I find myself to be more satisfied. Yeah. And it's not because I'm receiving something in return. It's that that's just, it's in my nature to want to help. Yeah. And there, I I think there is actually some like clinical studies that it truly is better to give than receive. I agree. Like you get more physiologically and, and um, emotionally you actually do get like dopamine and things like that, yeah, you get more when you're giving than when you're receiving
0: we can just get in such a and we i mean me, I can get in such a mindset of me me me, and I need this to do well or I need this to do to go well or i you know i need to I need this in my life that I don't even realize. That I'm actually daily on those thoughts affecting my, I'm affecting my just um, (laughs) my level of happiness and joy. I'm yeah. I'm actively affecting it in the negative by constantly going. I am not where I'm supposed to be. I need to be farther along. I need to be getting this. Nobody's doing this for me. This is not happening for me. This is you know. It becomes such a selfish mindset to be a victimy, selfish. Like I'm, you know.
1: You'll never get anywhere going with that attitude. No. And, and two, you know, if if you are a giving person the worst thing you can do is be with a taking person. Yeah. It, it doesn't, they don't fit each other. You think that, well, one's giving and one's taking.
0: Well, I, that is good. Keep going um, in the relationship aspects because I do think a lot of it, of what our podcast is, is talking about relationships. And so let's kind of see where this can go into marriage.
1: Uh, Well, in, in any like relationship, if, if you have a giver and you have a taker, that giver is going to reach its end, Mm -hmm. you know, or they'll become so stressed that they'll live a life of, of not getting anything for themselves. So, So
0: let's say a scenario, Ben, what if, you know, what if there's a husband out there that, um, what if there's a husband out there that, that is a total giver, right? Per se. I'm just kind of... This is literally hypo- hypothetical. Um, let's say I there's... I thought this is going to be a joke about us. <laughs> no. Oh,
1: <okay.
0: laughs> No. Um, what if there's a guy out there that like, feels as though... Or a woman, man or woman, that they feel as though they're giving and giving and giving. What do you do with a person that... And they're with this person and they're not giving anything?
1: Well, I, I think there's a lot of different scenarios. I think I would ask the question like, is that person really giving?
0: What do you mean? As much as they think are.
1: Are they really giving as much as they think they are? And is the other person really taking as much as they think they are? Okay. My, my point is so that So the like, deeper self-awareness, Some obviously. people feel like they give and give and give. And they don't recognize when other people give to them.
0: Okay, so let me change that then. Okay, so somebody is really, really, really giving. Yeah. And somebody is really, really, really taking- and this is creating a bad, bad cycle. That is that is. the hypothetical situation that I'm giving us to talk like what about. what
1: should you do? Yeah. I think that uh, there needs to be some kind of intervention, like whether they go to counseling or something. The
0: problem a lot of but, times is that husbands won't listen to wives and wives won't listen to husbands just because we know each other so right, well. So
1: that's my point in going to counseling, like getting help. Oh, yeah. And uh, – At some point, it's going to become toxic, I think.
0: It was toxic probably from the get-go.
1: Or one person is going to literally spend their lives sacrificing themselves Mm -hmm. for the other person. And maybe at the end of their life feeling a sense of like, gosh, I wish I did this different. Or I wish I did more.
0: I think a really interesting way of deciding whether it's truly like a one-sided thing is if you are that person that's doing everything for someone and you don't want to be, stop doing it. Yeah, Stop doing it for one week. What happens in that
1: relationship? Yeah, that's, the problem is, I think people who, who naturally give, it's really hard for them to stop.
0: Stop doing it. If you, but that is, that is okay, giving too much is just, a big, just as big of a trauma response as getting too much and asking for too much.
1: Right. It can be actually, it can be actually a a response to like for me, enabling
0: versus taking same, same amount of trauma, same work that has to happen. One is just nicer to be on the other end of.
1: Yeah. I think too, one thing that, um, people who are, who tend to be service hearted, uh, is that they they have a hard time receiving something back without doing something in return. Oh, yeah. So, like, if if you like to give gifts, great, <clears throat> but are you willing to accept gifts? Yeah. Like, that's the hard thing is um, sometimes people are trying to be nice back. Yeah. And it's not about You one and I upping. have
0: this conversation a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not about this, yeah. but it's about other things where I'm like, Okay, but let me do something for you. Yeah. Like you can't always be the one doing something for me. Yeah. Sometimes you have to accept a gift. And I it's think that a be It's hard for me. Too.
0: It's hard for me to do that. It, you've said that to me several times and it's really hard for me to and and I've thought about my why it's hard for me to receive. And there's just something like it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because I'm not that used to it. taps into
1: your trauma. Absolutely. You're, you're, or, I still hate that word. I know it's a real thing. It's Don't a re- get me wrong. Okay. Let's that, go back to the podcast into, about words because yeah. that's
0: what I'm talking about. To me, trauma fits the bill because I understand it.
1: Yeah. Well, it taps into your experience for sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, the service thing definitely taps into my experience because yeah. I just want to make everybody happy. Yeah. As long as everybody's happy. Then nothing's wrong. Yeah. Even though everything's wrong. Yeah. And we just need to like sweep it under the rug. Yeah. So for me, um, and that's not why I have a servant's heart. I think that's just what I do because I, I'm, I like to work with my hands, mm-hmm. um, and I like to do things for people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I do know that part of me just wants to make everything good. Yes. For a reason. Yeah. Uh, for you you have a hard time receiving, and I'm not, I'm not talking about receiving gifts, like down to, I don't like receiving gifts either. (laughs) True. But down to like, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like you can say what you want to do Mm -hmm. and we can do that thing Mm -hmm. without you feeling like you're forcing us or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that, yeah makes sense to the audience but yeah
0: but it i just think that it's interesting because like let's go back to giving like being the giver <clears throat> i think a lot of times we you know we are the giver and we give and we give and we give and we give but at some point it's just It's a toxic relationship if you're literally just allowing this person to receive, 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 and give nothing back.
1: So what happens when you have two people that both think that they're giving and both think that they're not receiving?
0: That is more of the norm, I think. Don't you think? (laughs) I think that we all kind of hold this scorecard. And we all kind of go, well, you're not, look at how much I'm doing. And you're like, look at how much I'm doing. And like, we're both trying to give to each other and we're both trying to, you know, and I, yeah, I think that's more of the norm. I think it's funny because on Saturday we kind of had this, um, we kind of had a, had to have a family meeting and the family meeting was about a little bit about servanthood in a way because I felt like our, we're so busy and our daughters do really well yeah. at doing their chores. Yeah. We pay them a certain amount of money every month and they do their chores. I mean, our 17 year old does the dishes every single night. Um, and then our other daughter, a 15 year old is really good at like taking care of the animals and um, taking out the trash. That, that, those are her they jobs. They also do all the laundry. They do all the laundry. They get paid for that. You know, They to do all the laundry, they try. But still, when it comes down to the roommate stuff, which, okay, a lot of this could go into when we first get into roommatehood, that's really a difficult transition for people.
1: Yeah, especially if they're selfish jerks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think to an extent, before we live with somebody that's not our parents... I think most of us have a selfish jerk in us because we've never had to experience owning our own things, having pride in our own things. I mean, those that's when we really start to mature and start to go, "Okay, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of I'm going to take care of the 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 dishes. I'm going to take care of this because this is my stuff and I don't want it to go bad. I don't want it to get hurt, you know?"
1: Yeah, so what it came down to was we had to teach our kids, okay, you're doing really well at the stuff we pay you for. Correct. But when it comes to being a good roommate, you suck. <laughs> and let me explain.
0: We obviously yeah. did not tell them that.
1: Uh, not in so many words. We but, did not. But basically, it's like, do you clean up after yourself? Do you leave stuff out Yeah. for other people to have to deal with? Do you leave your clothes all over the floor? Do you... Do you clean the toilets? Do you, you know, all the stuff, like to me, nobody should have to move my stuff in order to live in the house.
0: Well, and I recognize that our dynamic in this, because we're getting low on time, our dynamic in this was it, we, we kind of fought a little bit at the beginning of this. And it wasn't until I recognized and then I said it and then I saw a light bulb go off in your head as well. All of a sudden I looked at Ben and I said, look, we're not speaking, we're not speaking kindly to each other at this point. But what's weird is the reason we're doing this is because I'm apologizing to you because you're upset that you, like, I feel bad that Ben is, like, upset that he's cleaning something up that should have been cleaned up, even though it wasn't my fault. It was one of the girls or whatever. Like, I feel as though I have to apologize to him because I hate the fact that he's having to do it after he works all week. That, to me, makes emotion happen, and I get so I, I'm, I'm sorry, like all of that. And so, but what's funny is you also, what we fe- found out was that I was trying to care for you and you were trying to care for me and it actually was making us fight. Yeah. Because we hadn't come down to because what is happening beneath the surface is that we're both servants at at heart, right? And that we care about the other. And so once I said that, we were able to kind of go, okay, wait, let me change my mindset here. I'm doing this because I actually want this to work for all of us. And we just had to teach our girls that sometimes you have to back off and you have to say, okay, what's happening here? And well, the fact and, is, is that.
1: And everybody has a breaking point. I mean, yeah, I like being the one to cook dinner. That's my thing. Yeah. I don't want you guys to cook dinner. Like that's my control. Although
0: Evie cooked dinner last night.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's a new thing. Yeah. And I put it on. I, the I did have to help her, but that's just because she's learning. I was gonna say <laughs> uh, anyway, she's learning. But I like that's that's like my thing. Um, what I don't want to do is come home from work and before I cook dinner, I don't want to have to clean the kitchen. Yep. In order to cook dinner. Same. Like I should I don't be able wanna, to come yeah. home and just cook dinner. It's Correct. already I already have to do the chore, so you know, and our kids aren't little. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, like if there's stuff on the counter, somebody left it there.
0: Yeah.
1: It should be in the sink or washed or put away. Mm -hmm. Um, I shouldn't have to clear the counter in order to cook. So, so 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 that was my breaking point. I'm like, I'm, I always reach the breaking point when this happens and it's like, I'm, I'm over it now I'm yelling.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that the biggest thing that we kind of wanted to teach them was you are a roommate in this house and the fact is is that it actually gets to a point where okay, your brain might not think that you've like you it might not think about the crumbs on the on the counter. But the reality is is that when you walk away from those crumbs, Ben's feeling is that is that um it's inconsiderate because now he has to come over and clean up the crumbs. Well, in
1: my mind, I it's like, feel this like is no longer my problem. I'm going to make it somebody else's problem.
0: Exactly. I come home from work at noon. I want to come, I want to go back in and just start writing and finishing up the, this third book. I want to start doing this, but I come home and literally looks like a tornado. Okay, maybe not literally, but a tor- it looks as though our tornado has hit our living room. I think the and literally f-
1: thing works there. Does it? Yeah, because it literally looks like a tornado.
0: Ah, okay. Well, it literally looks like a tornado has it's hit.
1: Bad.
0: It's yeah. so bad, and I end up I having mean, the roof to isn't sp- falling off. But. <laughs> I end up having to spend a lot of time cleaning up, and then by that time, I'm so tired that like then I get back to when I'm going in and doing the right writing the third book and everything like that. But so we had to help our kids understand. That when you're a good roommate, that means that you recognize if you leave, if you leave dust here and you leave this here and you leave your clothes here, that actually what you're doing is you're creating more work for somebody else to come in and do after you.
1: Yeah. And we. um,
0: And that means that you don't care about what their time is or whatever. You take it a little bit more personal because I recognize that they. Because I'm
1: usually the one that has to do it.
0: I just said I come home and and clean up the house. Yeah, you still He has that mindset. He really does. <laughs> I have to remind you that every day I come home and I start cleaning up that living room and stuff like that. So, but that's what I'm saying is we have to be careful about our mindset because we have to we have to watch that we it is inconsiderate well, to other, a certain extent.
1: Yeah, the other aspect of this is we have struggled with with how to teach our children this responsibility because in yeah. my experience I grew up in a regime yeah. where it was like we had lists of chores. We had to follow them to a T before we could do anything else, like before we could go out with friends, watch TV, whatever. Like it was like a job. Yeah. Like we had to do it. I can see the value in that mm-hmm. because it taught me a good work ethic, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe I already had a good work ethic. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You came from like the nobody opposite. has to do anything
0: and i have a good work ethic and it as wasn't well a, so true.
1: so your house was a complete mess yeah. mine was like don't touch anything yeah um in a way mm-hmm. as much as a house full of five kids could be yeah um so i don't i was telling the kids like i don't necessarily want to come across as a as a like an, a furor. yeah like yeah. as a um as a, an angry what do you guys call me when i
0: um, I call you the t- the tyrant. <laughs> Tasman- yeah. the the tyrant. tyrant. So yeah. I don't
1: want to come across as a tyrant. Or a Tasmanian I devil. I don't like being the tyrant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't want to breed laziness.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: So um, I want so found- our kid
0: to be the person that recognizes that when she's a, a waiter, she like she earns that really good tip. She looks at that person and says, I'm going to take such good freaking care of you that you want to give me 30%. You need to give me 30% because I've worked so hard to, to make sure that you get a good experience. Yeah. Because that's my job.
1: Well, right now it's like if, if they were waiters or servers, they would be bringing their empty cups and leaving it on other people's (laughs) tables. (laughs) That's the way I see that it's happening now. (laughs) You know, and I know they're kids, so yeah. I get it. But the point is not to bash on our kids because we have—they're actually really no, hard. No, I was going to
0: say the difference is is that is that I think that people do a lot of times act differently with people that are. N- paying them versus people that are not paying them.
1: Right. So my point- And I
0: really can't understand the people that act like they are under their parents not paying them and doing chores when really it's that they have a job and they're acting the same way as they do with their parents.
1: Yeah. But for me and you, like the the struggle, the parenting struggle is finding this balance, balance. between your experience and my experience, which I see value in both. Yeah. Like- your family was more focused on what can we experience today yeah like what can we do that's fun what can we mm-hmm. what can we do together mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. mine was more like okay we can't have fun until yes you know? and
0: yes and that comes out in our behavior it totally does <laughs> a lot.
1: um and we're trying to find this like okay mm-hmm. we want our kids to understand that you have a responsibility like i i strongly feel that you should be a good steward of the things that you own and of other people that are around you. Yeah. But I also feel like you should enjoy the moment. Yeah. You know?
0: Every single job I've ever... I was telling somebody the other day, because it, we were talking about, you know, business and everything like that. And I was just saying, because he, this person, this is a client of mine, he was saying, like, but you're so good with... Um, you're so good with the body and you know exactly how the body works and you know, all that stuff. And I, I explained this and I might've said this on a different podcast, but it fits here too, is that what I explained was this, I believe in customer service above anything else. So it doesn't matter what job that I have. What I want to do is I want to be the best at that job because that means I'm gonna be able to give the best customer service. So I need to know everything about if I'm a waiter, I need to know everything about the wine and everything about the the meal that they're gonna have and everything about this the the specials. And I'm going to be able to deliver it you to it to you the best that I can. And if you have a have a a, you know, I feel like we're we're picking on waiters, but we're really just using just it a as a, it's example. just a general example of all customer service, of all jobs at this point. Um, and recognize, you don't have to excuse that. I know you're but, using an example. I think that's pretty I know. clear, but I'm just saying, cause I was a waiter, a waiter, so I get it. But you know, I, I, I want to learn the best of, uh, of this so that I can give somebody the best experience. And that comes from the servant's heart, right? Of like, this is my that's comes from just a work ethic and like that is tied into having a servant's heart. We want to teach our kids that this is a value that we have whether you're getting paid for it or whether you're not because this is true integrity. What's that what's that um, that quote that talks about whether you see somebody doing it or you don't. It's about like integrity right and you, so no
1: integrity is doing the right thing whether whether people see it or not watching or not
0: exactly and that that's and so to me just change that out of whether you're getting paid for it or not it doesn't matter how like much I get paid for. My writing or being a personal trainer or whatever it is. I freaking want to do the best at that, that, I, that I can at that and, and let it provide a service to the world.
1: What's funny though is like the example you use from your friend who got terrible customer service yeah. at that restaurant. They were getting paid for it. And they were still doing a bad job.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's integrity. That's not in that you you. Th- that's what we're talking about. Is how. Oh, and the by integrity. the way,
1: when you are done eating, the the rags are over there. <laughs> Just go ahead and clean up after yourself.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah, but I, you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I yeah. Well, <sighs> well, I feel like we could talk about that one forever. But that that was a. That I think. On I think the takeaways
1: mind. are. The more you serve, I think the happier yeah. you are. Yeah. And you're clearly going to be making the people around you happy. So well, you might as well just do it. To be honest, that's how you
0: that like if if you have a boss that's like looking at you and like and recognizing that you are the hardest worker in the room. You know, The Rock says that all the time. You're I'm going to be worker. he's he's going to say because, you know, he didn't come from nepotism and he didn't come from, you know, he is he is built from what he the hard work that he put in. And he says all the time It doesn't matter what people do or what people say. I am going to be the hardest worker in the room. And that's what's going to be the best about me in the room. And I always, I want to teach our kids to be that. It doesn't matter whether you get paid for this. It doesn't matter whether you don't get paid for this. You are going to be, you are going to do what is called of you and be the best in the room. And when it is time to rest, you're going to be the best at that. Here's the challenge. But when it's time to work, you're gonna be the best at that.
1: Here's the challenge though. When you're already a grown up and you show up on a job, like at a new job, and, and you're not that. Yeah. It's pretty obvious that you're just not gonna be that.
0: You mean the best at what you do?
1: Just like, you know, you if you haven't figured it out by the time you're in your middle age, yeah, chances are you're just gonna be like skipping around. Because I can immediately identify when somebody's a good worker. Yeah. Whether they know what they're doing or not. Like, let's say they're totally green.
0: But the whole idea is that, is that I can tell putting that this they're kind not, of stuff out there into the world, is that hopefully, like, because we're not the only ones, hopefully this person will go buy, will, will go listen to a podcast by... Uh, Dax Shepard and Dax will say like be the hardest worker in the room and some and that will change them. You're coming from the perspective that people can't change.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying like I, I think that we need to t- teach our children. I think that we need to teach way. this, and, and I
0: I get nervous about yeah certain generations for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I also believe that we can learn some things from the younger sure. generation
1: as well. And I think it's just a good reminder.
0: It's just a good reminder. It's
1: a good so reminder to be a good human being and serve people, people. We're reminding the people who are already good yeah. to continue.
0: <laughs> or,
1: you're doing a good uh, job.
0: You're doing a good job. Everybody's doing a good job. We just need to make sure that we recognize the difference between integrity. Right?
1: Yeah. And, and not. Lack of. And lack of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Is that it?
1: I think so. I all think.
0: right. Well, we will be back next week. Um, p- I'm trying to get this guy over here to make a decision on what night we're going to be doing this so that I can like, put it you out don't there. Need to, you
1: don't need to put all this out there every time. You make an excuse every <laughs> week. We'll be back next week. Done.
0: <laughs> no, because we have, be, we have to be consistent, and we're going to be consistent. So. I'm going to cut all of this. Fabulous. It's not going to be cut on YouTube. Uh, I can cut it on YouTube (laughs) later. Okay, whatever. All right. We will see you guys. This is, you know, just marriage banter. Just leave it alone. It's all good. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to find us on Instagram, fabulous. If you want to find me on Facebook, Tessa Bound Wade. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.